0: I'm Dee Dee. And I'm Jen. And this is Murder on My Street. But um bum. <laughs> I really feel like we should just get rid of the theme music at this point and go with whatever you do every week because it's different every week and it's still
1: funny. <laughs> you should just keep them and put them in like in a supercut. <laughs>
0: We'll have an hour long of just DD, ba-dum-bum. Oh, um, exactly. <laughs> this is what you boop, don't boop, hear. Boop, boop, <laughs> It'll just be random
1: <laughs> dee <DD> noises.
0: <laughs> I can throw in some beatboxing. We could do yeah. a whole mix. <laughs> a whole, like, little beat behind it. It'll be cute. Well, welcome to our very first post-mortem show. We have a special guest this week, a friend who is an attorney And we're going to be talking about the Robert Wan case again. And I am the podcaster who didn't silence her cell phone. Sorry about that. (laughs) Professional podcasters. But first, before we get into that and before we introduce Twig, I just want now let's introduce you first because you're going to want to weigh in on the little quick story that I wanted to chat about. So this is our friend Twig. Twig is an attorney. We went to high school with her.
2: Mm-hmm. And that was a very long time ago.
0: No, it was just like a few years ago. Yeah, it was.
2: That's, that's what I meant, of course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're barely out of college, right?
1: We're youthful. <laughs>
0: Okay, I don't know if you guys heard about this story this week, but it rolled across my feed and I was like, this shit is crazy. It's like out of a lifetime movie. So there were pictures of this woman. Her mother-in-law had posted her because she had disappeared. So the woman's son had been murdered. A few months earlier, and now the daughter-in-law was missing and was nine months pregnant with twins and was supposed to be induced the following day at 40 weeks with twins,
1: induced, 40 weeks. Normally, you would induce, well, I don't know, if they let her carry to 40 weeks, I'm I'm surprised with twins. Normally, they try to take them at 36, but... Right. right. Same. That's, oh, that That's a sounds lot. miserable. Right. And as
0: the more of the story started coming out, her husband was shot at the house of his mistress. And then apparently the woman who disappeared, her dad had come over to the mother in law's house and told her that she could not. She couldn't even get pregnant. She apparently had a hysterectomy. So she faked an entire pregnancy based on one ultrasound of twins that she would bought off the Internet.
2: Oh. oh, you can get anything on the Internet, right? Yeah, man.
0: And maybe she was trying to get twins on the Internet, too. And when that fell through, she had to take off.
1: So it's just a coincidence that he was cheating on her and ends up getting killed by the the mistress's boyfriend.
0: So my theory is he was cheating on her and she knew she was going to lose him or felt like she was going to lose him. Because if he goes over to the boyfriend's house to fight for the mistress, like to get into a fight over there. I think she faked the pregnancy to try to keep him. But at the end of the day, what's your end game? Because those babies are not coming. If you can't possibly get pregnant, I don't know. The whole story was so That's bizarre.
1: strange. And she That's just, nobody scary. knows
2: where she is at
0: all. Now they do, because when all of this happened, she wasn't expecting her mother-in-law to, to be that, I guess, worried about her. And with social media the way it is, it just blew up, and everything got forwarded, and she basically had to come forward.
1: Well, of course, the mother-in-law is going to be worried. Those are her grandchildren, right? The her
0: only key to her son.
2: Yeah. Holy. But Hannah. they don't think that she's involved with the murder of uh, husband or boyfriend, right? No.
0: Okay. I think it was the mistress that actually shot him when he was in a fight with her boyfriend.
2: Look
1: at what showed up. <gasps> a smoothie. Smoothie. Now are you having
2: <laughs> wine and a smoothie? Yes. Oh my god, that's so great. <laughs> she is living her best COVID
0: life, let me tell you. <laughs> so great.
1: mm mm. Except for losing my job. It's been great. Oh, yeah. Unemployment. Mm -mm
0: -mm. You can make anything funny. That's what what I went
1: to college for. Almost getting to retirement. Almost. So we're going to
0: discuss the Robert Wan case. If you haven't listened to our episodes, I suggest that you pause and go back and listen to both of them. That we have a part one and a part two, because we left Dee at the end of part one, <laughs> wanting to know what kind of David Copperfield shit this is, and how his semen still ended up...
1: No, no, know, And I'm not searching I, for it, because I won't have that in my search history.
2: I, I was really hoping we would begin today's podcast with the, how did he get his own semen in his... It's right here in the notes I wrote for this podcast. Begin with... <laughs>
1: semen. Here it is. Here it is. Let me me refer to my notes.
0: (laughs) Those are notes you want your teenage daughter coming across. (laughs) There are so many things about this case that are question mark exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. Like
1: how in 40 minutes, 45 minutes is he was there and then dead? Well, not only there and dead,
0: but in the police theory, they're dead, body washed, everyone showered, crime scene cleaned
1: up. Everyone's in cute robes.
2: I think that this was a, a terrible p- police investigation. And I know that you had touched on it in the uh podcast before. Um I read an article by Paul Dugan um of the Washington Post, who had written something. Um, 12 years ago, a a really great two part that kind of went went uh, over everything. But the police went into this uh, as soon as they found out that these were uh, three uh, gay men with a a lifestyle an unconventional to them lifestyle. Immediately, I, I think it changed their entire view of what they were looking for and how they were looking for it. So, so I think that when I, when I read about the police investigation, everything I see is through their lens of homophobic mm-hmm. bullshit. Right. Um, so so again, when they talk about it, it was all cleaned and it was, again, there are so many, um, there are so many things that we have to take the, the investigators at their word for. If you're going to believe it without having been at a crime scene and seen it with your own eyes. I mean, these discussions of um, the uh, examiner talking about uh, needle marks. Are we sure these are needle marks? It's Mm. all of these things that um, that are our people's perceptions.
0: And you can drug someone without needles. Absolutely. I mean that's really extensive given the number of quote unquote needle marks mm-hmm.
2: that were right. on him. Right, and yet no syringes found. Yeah, uh, nothing, nothing to to indicate um, anybody else. I mean, if they examined uh, the, the three men when they were um, suspects, none of them had m- marks from being. Uh, I- intentionally taking anything intravenously, or, you I know, mean, I know there was some implication of consen- consensual drugging. I mean, but but the whole police report, the way they made it, uh, I mean, it was the whole idea that uh, a straight man would want to spend the night in this house, like the, the police mm. made it seem like he, he was destined to be raped. I mean, mm. uh, right,
0: because isn't that what happens to all straight friends of gay people if they spend the night in a gay home? Like, it's just it and and the thing too is when as I'm not a straight person, I'm bisexual, but as a straight person who has gay friends like you have friends that I'm I've never I've never been interested in any of my friends of either sex. They're just friends and they can spend mm-hmm. the night often and nothing happens to them and I don't have a desire for anything to happen to them. And being into BDSM would not have made Robert more at risk of something happening to him. I mean, clearly, he had a long time relationship with with a friend from college and his husband Mm -hmm. that isn't suddenly going to get thrown out the window. You know, it, it was right. a, and and two. It was also a last minute planned thing. You know, his other his first choice fell through, and he called Joseph at the last minute, and and that became where he was spending the night. So it wasn't like this was planned in advance.
1: Yeah, like I, we're I totally just, gonna drug him. We can't wait for him to get here and and drug him and uh. Put his own semen in his butt and then kill him. I mean, that doesn't make any sense,
2: <laughs> right? And isn't the BD I, again BDSM is is not my thing, but I do not kink shame. But I think consent is a real important part of of that community. It is it's, extremely so, important part of the community. So I can't imagine people who are deeply involved in that and and take that very seriously. That just seems counterintuitive to what I know about right. people who partake in, in BDSM. Um, and there was a lot of kink shaming uh, mm-hmm. of these men, too, which, again, everything right. had to be so salacious. I mean, anything with a sexual angle is always going to be salacious. But but that it had to be uh, rapey and that it had to be um, electronic ejaculation, like, mm-hmm. um, The the idea that that that's the direction that they wanted to take it instead of, I mean. You know,
0: there are plenty of straight men who use milk machines as well. And they don't usually refer to them as milking machines. Like, that's not what you purchase when you're purchasing them on the Internet. Now, the one that was in Dylan's room was really legit, but he was very into the BDSM lifestyle and there were so many other toys in there. Like when you have people that invest in their pleasure,
1: they're going to invest very well. You want the best, the best feeling. The the, the y- yeah, right. I'm a
2: I am a grown up woman. I am not buying a cheap vibrator anymore. No, doubt. that's not for me.
0: No. Doubt. That we, that was for our twenties. Like right. now that we're it's grown like women. Wall,
1: rechargeable 17 different speeds. <laughs> yes. You
0: pay the money because you, you want that toy that's going to get you there and is going to last.
1: Right.
0: So I just, you know, th- they did, they made that sound like just by labeling it a milking machine and 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 continuing to refer to it that way, making it sound like it, and I don't even think that does it involuntarily. They kind of just threw that in there.
2: yeah, I feel like so much of that uh, was their attempt to replace real evidence because there was no real and true evidence that if they could get people to be uh, horrified or fascinated or, um uh close-minded people to be uh, afraid of people different than themselves then, then that that's w- what they could try to use instead of legitimate evidence we have I, I I thought it was so interesting you have the three men that live in um uh, that live together and uh Dylan who was the massage therapist was also um extremely well educated uh these he's, he's These are all super smart guys. One is a marketing executive. Um, Dylan graduated uh, summa cum laude from Georgetown. Um, And and one is an attorney, a D.C. attorney. These are not. um, These are not stupid people. If they were going to plan to kill their friend or plan to drug and rape their friend. Wouldn't you think that these three people would have a better plan than what took place? None of this. um, None of this seems like something that was uh, an an intentional killing or even an accidental killing as a result of something that uh, was nefarious in any way. Right.
0: And you make a really good point about lack of evidence, you know, from the very beginning. And I think. It, it it always sort of makes me chuckle when I'm watching a show and police that are being interviewed for the show, like a true crime show or something, police will say, well, we follow the evidence where it leads. And I don't really <laughs> find that that's the case. I think they follow it where they want it to go and they mold and they should know. Obviously, not every detective does that, but I think this is a clear case of that happening. Now, I th- from the beginning, they weren't buying the intruder story. Now, I'm not buying the intruder story for so many different reasons. Don't think it was an intruder. But they honed in on the lifestyle, but then they didn't back anything up. So it, it seemed like sort of Keystone Cops in. They fucked up the blood detection chemical.
2: Right. Right. Mm. That's pretty
0: fucking basic. I think Mm -hmm. who screwed that one up and do they still have a job? You know, they do because they're union. But that was huge. So then to have to bring in dogs and be like, oh, well, the dog hit here in the drain and the dog hit here in the dryer. But you can't prove that those hits were anything other than blood And you can't prove whose it was. I mean, that's a huge thing. And then they confiscated. Laptops and cell phones, and there was nothing from that. And and then there was the whole snafu with with Robert's Blackberry. Right. Where Mm. it was given back to his wife prematurely, who gave it to the company and then. When they realized that they hadn't taken anything off of it, they hadn't evaluated the device, and suddenly they couldn't find it. It had gone missing.
2: I mean, if you have to ask yourself, uh, "What the fuck happened?", then you don't have a case. If yeah. if you find yourself as a juror ever uh, and thinking, you know what? I really don't know what happened. What happened? Not guilty. That's what, right. Um, what we have here, nobody can even paint a, a, a a semi-coherent story of what happened. They can throw out, could have been maybe, uh, but that doesn't explain this could have been, but then nothing has all of the pieces lined up even circumstantially. And, and again, I'm not saying circumstantial evidence is, is necessarily bad. Sometimes, and you have a lot of circumstantial evidence. That, that's uh, enough. I think it gets discounted so much in, um, in in TV shows. But but here we don't have enough to put together any kind of and any kind of real narrative about what happened and and who was it. And the fact I, I went through. Where's my little note here? That they interrogated. Uh, let's see here that they interrogated everybody for hours and and hours. Uh, I wrote it down specifically. Um for 6 hours, 8 hours, 12 hours and nobody turned. Nobody I mean and police will lie police will because they can't so their
1: story yeah because so their story didn't change. Right. Right. Over 6 to 8 12 hours. Uh-huh. So No they, either they they're, they're amazing. Amazing of of keeping their their lie together if that's the case, or they didn't have anything. It wasn't them, right? Well, and they were. I yeah.
0: do think that they all know what happened. I do think that. I don't think what happened happened on purpose, and I do think it was covered up. But I also think you have three incredibly educated men mm-hmm. who knew that the police didn't have anything. And if they just stuck to their story and didn't crack, they could walk out of there and Joe would take care of everything.
2: Well, okay. Let's, let's think about that, that this was a story that they all put together and they all uh, swore that they, they were going to not turn on one another, uh, I don't know how they could have done that in such in such a way as to hold up like that when when we heard the panic on that nine one one call. I mean, that is not somebody who. Oh
0: yeah, Victor didn't know anything about this.
2: He was upstairs I mean,
0: the whole time. I think this entire thing was a surprise
2: to him. He could not hold it together. He sounded mm-hmm. t- when he was uh, he was afraid to go downstairs on the the nine one one. All of that sounded panicked um and 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 legitimately terrified and upset and you're killing somebody on purpose you are not begging an ambulance to come quickly right i mean right uh, um no and it's all uh the more the more the the the, the deeper i look the, the the less the fewer answers that that i can turn up um but I know that I, when I was reading some people's blogs about how upset they were that uh, about the not guilty verdicts, um, I think that people and the judge was like, well, somebody did it, but I just can't say who. Um, a not guilty verdict does not mean a failure on the part of the legal system. Anytime there's a not guilty verdict, everybody's like, oh, they failed. That's not necessarily true. Um, in, in many cases, a not guilty verdict means that The court system did exactly what it was supposed to do and release somebody if they couldn't be proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt.
0: Um, Well, I think that it was very smart. I was going to say clever, but that just sounds like a bitchy word to use in this case. Very smart on Joseph Price's part to choose a judge trial rather than a jury trial, because I think if this had gone in front of a jury, it could have gone a completely different way for these three
2: for sure but let me ask you so going back to the fact that he is an attorney um i i don't know i don't know any attorneys um who would ever uh, willingly go in for police questioning without their attorneys and yet those three did it uh, mm. in the initial questioning they did not uh, obtain counsel and and uh, assert their fifth amendment right um to not make any statements uh, and, until after that initial interrogation, which to me seems so counterintuitive. Um, yeah. It, it it doesn't seem like a, a particularly, you now, was that a we're going to talk and we're all going to give the same story? Huh? Or, or was it just this overwhelm of um, wanting to come in and talk about what I remember and what I know and, well, uh, mm-hmm. that they didn't think that they would be caught up in it. it it's so unclear. Um, but, but to, to have a, to, to, I mean, really, I'm surprised when anybody goes in and s- submits to police interrogation. Like, in, in court, I wear a mask that says, I plead the fifth, and I point to it at my yeah. clients all the time and say, next time do this. Next time don't <laughs> say anything. You don't have to tell them anything. Why did you say anything? Why did you say
1: anything? Right. Because You're... they
0: brought him a coffee. They brought right. him a Coke from the Coke machine.
2: That
1: right. I can have a big pack later.
2: You don't even feed my clients. Like, it's terrible. Like, I'll be reading and I'll think, this case is good for me. Oh, this is good. And then I'll turn the page and there it is.
1: Oh, jeez. And
2: then... <laughs> <sighs> yeah, then there, there they it said this yeah.
1: to the police
0: like, oh, mm-hmm. man. So yeah. in your legal opinion, do you think they went with the charges of obstruction, evidence, tampering and conspiracy because they didn't have anything else? Can they come back later and charge them with murder?
2: Yeah, um, I, I, I can I don't know how it all works in D.C. I would say no. I would say that this was their this was their, there. Op, this was their opportunity. Um, to, I, I know um, th- there is a, a case called um, Kellett. And if they choose choose to the police choose to um, arrest somebody and the prosecution files a particular set of charges based on these set of facts uh, and and somebody leads to it they can't come back later on this particular set of facts and say oh yeah we forgot to add this and we forgot to add that no too late you you missed your window you you had an opportunity but murder is such a different animal and has so many uh different exceptions that that i i can't speak with certainty on this one i know that murder has no um statute of limitations um Mm -hmm. so there's that too
0: I can't imagine that they would suddenly come up with anything. I mean, essentially, I feel like, shit. right, when they, they charged them with this, they as, and from the beginning, they blamed these three men for hampering their investigation, but really, it was the police getting in their own fucking way from the very mm-hmm. beginning.
2: Right. right.
0: Not that they really would have found anything anyways. I Everything that they pulled from Dylan's room, I feel like, was an attempt at... Uh what was that analogy with the umbrella that you told me? If it's raining outside and
2: oh yeah, oh yeah, yes. Prosecutors love to um uh in in uh Wadir talk about circumstantial evidence is if it's raining outside, uh somebody runs into the courtroom and they are carrying an umbrella and they're wet, um, and they're wearing a, a raincoat. we can draw the conclusion that from this that it's it's raining outside. Um, but, but we all know that that's not universally true. Um, I knew a guy, um, once many years ago who, and not everybody can get away with using this in a, a closing argument, but, uh, talked about, have you ever, um, gotten into an empty elevator? He's like, imagine it, maybe it's happened to you, or I'm sure everybody can imagine it. You get into an empty elevator and as the doors close, you realize somebody has farted in here and it smells <laughs> really, really bad. <laughs> and you're like, oh man, like, but oh, putting your collar over your nose and you go up to a floor that's not your floor yet and the doors open and somebody steps on the elevator and it's only you and that smell. How how do you explain that? I mean there are there are situations where that is not where the obvious Explanation is not the only explanation.
0: Oh my God, that happens to me at least once a week at work in the women's bathroom, where I'm like, I got to hurry up because somebody took a dump in here and it smells awful, <laughs> and someone's gonna walk in and
2: think it was me when they see I me washing was my hands me. at the sea Right, right. Um, so again, that's it's it's not always what it purports to be, but but here, so now, do you think that? Um, Did I hear you say that uh, Robert Wan was supposed to sleep somewhere else while he was there? Because I didn't know he had a a night plan. I thought after he went to go see the uh, uh, Radio Asia uh, night crew um, that he just got too tired and made the phone call and said, Yeah, I'm just going to stay over there. Is that not? Am I mistaken?
0: No. He he had decided that he was going to roll the Radio Asia in after the workshop that he had attended. And to do that was going to get him out late. And to take the train home was going to mean he was going to rob himself of sleep. So he wanted to sleep somewhere in the city. So he had called a female friend of theirs to ask if he could crash at her place. And she had said no. So then he called Joseph and he had said yes. So this was a planned thing that was happening. And his wife had actually helped him pack his bag the night before and they had taken the train together in the morning
2: okay so so the plan was made the day before for him to go is that right I, it might have been the week before okay now can i ask you about that um so he's he's very he's very successful um he's in-house counsel um again i know that these are good friends of us but he's he's a he's a grown-up man sleeping on a pull-out couch seemed kind of surprising to me that he didn't get a hotel or he didn't uh, take a car service or I mean it, it just unless you mm. were the the purpose of wanting to stay was really to see your friend to, to turn this into um, a visit or an excuse to have a, a, a to see your friend because at, at this point I, I'm I only stay at when I was younger and poorer, um, I'd stay wherever um, to, sit, to save a buck. Right. But but now I only stay at people's houses that I feel comfortable with, that I know, that I want to see. Otherwise, I just need even some people that I love. I I don't stay at their house right. when I'm in a visiting city because I want to give them their privacy. I want to sleep in a hotel bed by myself. Um
0: well, when you look at the timeline, he essentially yeah. showed up, drank a glass of water, and went to bed. So it, I don't think it was even wanting to visit with people. I think it was just wanting someplace close to his work that so that he could crash and get a good, decent night's sleep. Because if you look at his lifestyle, he was a workaholic, like he was a type A personality. Everything was about work. And giving back to the community and taking that next step up and that next step up and over and, you know, all of that. So I think in his case, it's it's perfectly feasible. I don't think. For me, I would love the hotel room because I don't have to socialize at the end of a very long day because I know myself well enough to know if I'm gonna crash with you or I'm gonna crash with Dee Dee, we're gonna be up late talking and catching up because that's how we normally are. Guys might be different though. Maybe they don't catch up, or maybe he'd seen Joe and Victor recently. Maybe he and and, and his wife had visited with them recently, and there wasn't that. Although, didn't they say, Dee that they talked over water for about 30 minutes in the kitchen because he got there yeah. at 10 30 everyone went to bed at 11 so they they chatted for 30 minutes and then he he went everyone retired to bed because they all had yeah. The yeah. yeah
1: and
2: and isn't is isn't it interesting too that we don't know when the last time they had spoken before he he came over and stayed with them i mean we knew that they were longtime yeah. friends but are these people who uh spoke on the phone in the last few weeks and did that fairly regularly or is this a phone call out of the blue from somebody that he hasn't seen in a few years can i sleep on your on your couch uh, on your pullout couch i i I don't know Mm -hmm. um but but there are questions that i i don't think are i think that there's there are things that i mean there's just so many gaps that i'm looking for any kind of um Right. Any information that might help put together a a clearer picture.
0: Right. Because a lot of people question. I know the police. Allegedly did a really in-depth look into Robert Wan's life. To report that he was 100 percent absolutely straight. As if as if a,
2: a police investigation could do that. I mean, exactly. Private lives are private lives. Um, Because
0: that is one of the theories. Is that, and it was one of my major hang-ups in the whole case. Is I just really felt like everything pointed to a a night of play that had gone horribly wrong. And. one or two men who needed to figure out how they were going to cover this up. Well or not cover was- it up, but you know, because it wouldn't look good. It, and and giving them the benefit of the doubt, it wasn't that it wouldn't look good for them. It was that Robert was an upstanding man in his community. I don't know, culturally how it would be looked upon if he was bisexual, if he were, were gay. And I'm not saying that he is, or I'm not saying that he was, I'm just saying like, I don't know all that factors. And it, it could have even just come down to wanting to protect a friend. Well, and that's what I wonder too, because if
2: something, and his reputation as a, as a, as a, a really last act of loyal friendship that, I mean, he's married, but this would devastate his wife. She, Nobody knows this about him. That, Because I mean, if this was a, a night of consensual sex that, that went awry, that, that's not necessarily criminal behavior. But having somebody most certainly is. Right. Um, so, again, they, they, I, I'm sure if, if that were the case, there had to be some consideration that that if there is an innocent explanation that, that to go with the one that is the, is the most t- troubling in, in terms of the, the kind of criminal jeopardy you, you could land in, it seems like it could only be done for Robert's sake and, and not for anyone else's. Right. Not not for theirs.
0: Ugh. Oh. Right, because it's not like they were in the closet themselves. They were all out with their lifestyle, with right. their relationships. So having something like that happen, I don't know if you're an attorney and that happens in your house and it's a night of play. Does that sully your reputation? Are you worried about that for the future? If you have a gentleman caller.
1: year are you in a gentleman caller. <laughs> are they also punching your dance ticket? <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-three to do. You you do? Oh my God. I mean,
0: seriously though, if Twig has someone over, and I mean, we're not all the young spring chickens that we once were, right? So, say in the act of everything, he has a heart attack and dies in her bed, like. Well, I'm
2: certainly not going to stab him to, uh... right. <laughs> to, cover <it> <laughs> to cover it
1: up. Oh, he had a heart attack, oh. but he had an orgasm. I think I'll stab him to cover it up. <laughs> That'll be a right. much easier explanation.
0: <laughs> See, it's an intruder. And then that will save your reputation as an attorney. I don't know
2: i again if it were consensual play among adults I, I i price doesn't strike me i mean he was somebody who who was so open and so out and so active in um in uh gay causes i mean and, and didn't he um, now, now I'm not, now I'm not sure if I'm, cause I didn't, I didn't make a note. Um, I, I want to think that he, uh, donated sperm to a lesbian couple and had, and they had, um, children and he, yes. and, and they, and they were, okay. they were this new, um, this, this new form of family. Um, and it, and it worked for them and they were happy and it was unconventional and it was, at the time, I mean, I think those are far more, more common now than they were then, but he doesn't strike me as somebody who, if this had been something that was consensual, would worry about um, people knowing that that uh, he has another that he and his his partner and uh, uh, and I'm trying to think of the term for that they used for Dylan, was he also a partner? Yes, they were a family um, yeah. they were, yes. Um, that they, that they brought somebody into a sexual relationship. I I don't, it just doesn't strike me as something he would think would, would fear damaging his reputation within his community. Yeah, well,
0: and again, I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't think Joe was involved in everything that happened until after the fact. I, I. I just have a hard time believing that he was drugged and that he was raped. So I'm going off the consensual play theory with Dylan. And I don't think that Joe was involved in it. I don't think that Victor knew even that the play was going on. Probably. I think that this was Joe coming down and seeing what had happened with Dylan and doing what he had to do to protect his friend's
2: reputation. But Dylan, now let me ask you though, but Dylan had the least uh, connection to, to Robert. So, so Joe and Robert go back all the way to undergraduate, right. And remain friends right. throughout. And then uh, Victor uh, and, and Joe um, uh, are, are, are married and they all become close. Um and then Dylan is brought in later, so I would imagine that his point. his connection with Dylan would be. It, it seems like Dylan would be the one he would be least likely to be like. Hey, I'm I'm in town for a night. If you want to get together, that this would seem either. And and part of me wonders. And again, it's it's their relationship and it's their personal business. But but what the the boundaries were in terms of um, doing things. Separately under their own roof with with somebody else. That's a very is, good point. I mean, I, I I just I don't know. I also um am of the the only uh thing I absolutely have eliminated the uh drugged and raped. I I just think that that's no not plausible, outrageous. Um, but consensually something going wrong. I think seems to be the strongest. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, with the the intruder being also um, eliminating the idea of the intruder as well. Um, But in some ways, the intruder is more plausible to me than than the the rape scenario, just given what we know about the the people involved um, in in this case.
0: Well, in the hang up with the intruder, the problem with me with the intruder theory on several levels is. The amount of work that he had to go through to get out of there. The fact that he took nothing when he could have even just I get if you have to jump two walls, you're not carrying that huge flat screen TV or an expensive art piece up over an eight foot wall. But there was cash lying there that fits in your pocket, you know, that. There were two separate wallets oh. lying there that
2: fit in your yeah. pocket. So yeah, but we'd have we'd have to be acting under the assumption that the intruder's purpose was to steal and and not to kill somebody inside the house. That they left things. I, I don't know that. Yeah. can't, I, I I there is no motive for a stranger to break in and or to come in through the unlocked door. Which again, that was all strange too. There was a spider. I might not have locked. There's a spider on a light. That's that's when I may have left the door unlocked. Right. Um, although it was somebody who was very afraid of spiders. Um, if it seemed too close, I might send somebody out to go take a look at it. Um, if I can see it. Uh, but again, all of that was... Yeah. Not... Uh, not plausible. Not, not something that... Uh, but again, well, the knife so not
0: matching
2: the stab wounds... Right. Yeah. It's it's both the poorest cover-up ever and the best cover-up ever all at once. Right? Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I still don't think Victor knew anything about it. And I think that's part of why he was so horrified in his reaction, I found to be very
2: genuine. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, that it's 911 great. call was, if that was some sort of acting, it was tremendous. I mean it was I it really sounded i mean standing ovation you, right you cannot listen to that and have your heart not go out to that uh, he sounds i mean it, it's hard to not be emotional Sheriff hearing I, that 911 call
1: you didn't give us the answer <laughs> like what <laughs> happened
0: i knew that she wouldn't nope. but i knew that she would also bring up some really good points that oh, that i didn't think no. about like I, I get everybody going in and stonewalling. I get Joe Price not asking for an attorney because he is an attorney. But for him to not tell the other two while they have a moment, don't say anything. Tell them you want an attorney right away.
2: To me, though, but the attorney is the first person who should be asking for a lawyer. You know better. Nothing nothing good can come of sitting in an interrogation room. And, <laughs> and
1: yeah.
2: Don't do Listeners, don't do it. Don't do it. Tell them that you would be glad to speak with them as soon as your attorney is present. And then they're probably just going to send you on your way or arrest you. Um, But they're not going to call your attorney. I've never I've never had somebody from the police station call me and say, we're with your client and they've requested you. Would you like to come down here? And while we conduct an interview, no, you do not want me there. Because I'm going to tell my client, don't say shit. You don't say anything. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, but shouldn't I- no. But what about no? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. 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 Okay, so, and, what and is wh- your theory, Twig? I, I I think I really uh I go with the this was something consensual. This is something that whether it was. Uh, again if it were a medical condition and, and something happened um that's not what I, I think its the investigators were looking for the the no, no again the, think about the the medical examiner here you think about oh they they must be a neutral party in Los Angeles they work for the sheriff's department so no not necessarily they, they are um medical professionals but if if they're Again, we're human beings, and if we're told, if we have an idea of what we should be looking for, then that's what we're going to be looking for, right? Right, um, did, yeah. I mean, I don't know that they, I don't know, but, but if something happened, it would seem that any attempts to make this look like an intruder murder were not to cover up um, a, a, any kind of drugging or rape, but mm-hmm. to... And I, I'm not even sure. I believe it's to protect their own reputations as much as it would be to protect Robert, who right uh, was beloved. I mean, um, the things that that if you put in his name as as much as there is about his murder, there are things about him just being a wonderful, kind, giving, wonderful. generous human being. Um, and, and to, to have somebody like that in your life and want to protect them at, at all costs, even to your detriment. Um, I
0: think is natural as a fright.
2: Um, but I still think it's also the, the, the most likely scenario because nothing else makes as much sense as that one does. Not, not, that, not right. that all of the pieces of the puzzle are put together um, with my theory either, but nothing. Um, I'm looking through my notes. There was there was nothing nothing else that I, I, I had that I thought was of note. Because, again, I'm like everybody else. I'm just completely flummoxed. I just and, – and to this day, people are still yeah. blogging about, like, what happened? What happened? And nobody has any better answers than we do.
0: No, and I don't think we ever will. I think it's going to be one of those maddening cases that's never solved. But at the end of the day, the judge came – to the only legal ruling that he could. And that's what people need to understand.
1: Right. That's right. All right. Stay safe out there.
0: Yes. And we will see you next week.
1: Bye. 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 Bye.